Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This episode of the Therapy is a Christian podcast is brought to you by the Time Management Masterclass. If you are someone that struggles with procrastination, getting organized, managing all the things on your plate, and find yourself constantly overwhelmed by a growing to-do list, kids, work, then sis, I got you. You need the Time Management Masterclass. I've worked now with over 20 women one-on-one with managing their time management. Many of those ladies were single moms, married, working moms, graduate students, entrepreneurs, and all came from different struggles and different backgrounds when it came to managing their time. So I took everything I teach my clients and packed it into a 90-minute masterclass that breaks down all of the strategies and tools you need in order to overcome procrastination, getting disciplined, focusing more, and effectively planning your week, and most of all, cutting down distractions. Over 30 plus women have completed this masterclass and said it brought such clarity to their lives and they felt more efficient to tackle their day and week with the tools that I provided them. In this masterclass, you'll also receive a full on companion guide that will walk you through all of the strategies and tools that I use to give my clients so you can be able to see what strategies work best for you. I'm basically giving you a full toolkit that you can leave with to transform your time management. So I'm offering my listeners a discount through this promo using the word podcast to get 10% off the masterclass. So go to risingrenee.com slash shop or scroll up on your phone to see the link in the show notes and you'll get 10% off by using the word podcast. Now let's get to the show. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy is a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, y'all. So I know y'all have not heard my voice by myself in like at least two months. (laughs) I've been hitting y'all with these interviews um, and I hope that you enjoyed the Entrepreneurs in Therapy series. That was such a fun series to record because I really, really wanted to share a lot of entrepreneurs stories that were full-time or side um, entrepreneurs. And I got such great feedback from everybody about that series. Um, I remember I did a live probably about two or three weeks ago, maybe. No, it ain't been that short, sis. It was probably like last month. So I'm recording this in October, uh, the end of October. So y'all get this at the beginning of November. But I um, asked my audience, were they interested in hearing my th- my entrepreneur story? And 
they they were like, yes. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Y'all, okay, so let me give you background. So I have been a side hustler, entrepreneur, quote unquote, for the last two years almost. Um, and so I never considered myself really an entrepreneur, quote unquote, because I just was like, I'm not full time in my business. So why would I necessarily call myself an entrepreneur? Um, but what I have come to understand is that anytime you sell something for profit, you essentially are an entrepreneur. And so I've been doing that within itself the last two years. And so I wanted to share my story with y'all um, and also give you some updates really quickly. So I am actually going on maternity leave in November. So you're going to hear a bunch of different episodes every week um, during my maternity leave. So you will not miss an episode. Um, You're going to hear weekly episodes and they're going to be a combination of episodes by myself as well as episodes for interviews that I have done um, over the last couple of months. And the interviews are really good, y'all. So like I picked a lot of people to interview over the next couple of months and they're bomb interviews. Some are going to be part one and part twos, but some will just be standard by themselves. But I just wanted to let y'all know that before going on my maternity leave, because my maternity leave will start at the top of November and will span all the way up until maybe March. Um, I'm taking a lot of time off and partially just to rest, but to be very, very, very present with baby Um, Because y'all know I don't know nothing about no kid And I just really wanted to be present So that's just a quick little announcement Before we get into the episode So I hope that you all continue to Of course listen But just continue to connect with me on social media um, Because some of the topics I'm going to be talking about In these individual episodes Are going to be really good And I'm going to spend most of November and December Recording them If he doesn't come at the top of November Like his due date is So I just wanted to give you that update. Um, So let's get into this topic because I really want to kind of give y'all an outline of my story since I am a side hustler that potentially wants to work full time in my business. No, not potentially. Like I do want to work full time in my business. So I really want to give you a perspective of where I started because I am really still in the very beginning stages of a lot of stuff related to my business, even though I have brought in lucratively um, four figures consistently over the last like four or five months. Um, With entrepreneurship, you're going to have a lot of slow months and then you're going to have some very good months um, to give that disclaimer. But where I started, so for those of you that don't know, of course, I have a podcast, um, but my business basically consists of me doing a lot of different things. And I never really had per se... I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And let me take that back. I always wanted, I knew I wanted to do something related to business, but I had no idea. And when I say I had no idea, I legit mean I had no idea what I wanted to do, sell or give people. And it really kind of just evolved as I did things. And so that's why I always tell people, especially new people who are like, I want to start a blog or I want to, um, 
you know, start a community. I want to do a class. I want to do a webinar. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm like, go for it. Like, don't feel bad about starting something and you're not seeing money off top because most of the time you're just getting your feet wet and you don't know what you want to do always in the beginning. Like you don't know what you want to establish in the beginning. And many times that can be intimidating when we see people say, oh, I made this much money or or I'm selling this or people that have been kind of doing it for a, a couple of years. We get intimidated by what they're doing and we automatically think to ourselves I can't do that and so you can't discount yourself before you start and so I always tell people just start with one thing and go from there so my starting with one thing was my podcast and then in addition to my podcast was my therapy reflection journal so that was the first product or first thing I sold because I know there's people that like do digital products where you like do online business, um, but that was an actual physical product that I made um, and published and sold. So that was my first thing. And I had no experience with that, sis. I made like a random website on WordPress and made a store and sold the book. Like it was so random. But the process in me even doing my journal, um, I started my podcast November 2018 and I wrote my journal um, January 2019 and sold it in February 2019. And I've been selling it ever since. It still sells. I think I get maybe now between three to four sales a month. Um, I don't heavily promote that journal as much as I probably should because I have so many offers now. Um, but that was my first thing I sold. And then over the course of time of me doing my podcast, I've done a ton of different things like eBooks. I've done my challenge. So if you are familiar with my time with God challenge, um, that is something that I've done I do. I've done my master class. I've done my time management coaching. I've done um, just a, a slew of like different things. I've sold my Bible study recordings. I've sold my webinars. I've sold T-shirts and mugs. Um, that wasn't something that a lot of people bought, so I took that off. So I've practiced and done a, diff- a slew of different things. And one of the things I've learned is that. You cannot be scared to put something out there or just try because you don't know what it will look like until you do it. Now, there are, of course, a lot of different things I've learned in business as it relates to, do I need a website? How how do I sell this? What links do I need to have? Like all that kind of stuff. And that's something I learned over time. Um, And that's where I got into really wanting to invest in coaches um, and people that I trusted in the business space um, to teach me a lot of stuff because I didn't know a lot at first. Um, My entrepreneurship journey really started back when I was in grad school. I always I, I grew up watching my parents be entrepreneurs. Both of my parents were entrepreneurs for the duration of the time that I was in middle school, close all the way to high school. And But my trauma with watching my parents own a business that was very lucrative really pushed me to not want to have a business because I basically kind of processed business as 
I'm just going to fail. And because of that, I never really took the step. So I always just thought, oh, I'm just going to go into helping people field. And that's how I kind of ended up in the mental health space. But all throughout grad school, I always wanted to have a business. I would talk about it all the time. I would say to my classmates, like, how can we, you know, find a way to make money doing this? You know what I'm saying? Like, always thinking of that. I really kind of just had that hustler's mentality. Like, I always had a job. Always had something where I was like doing something to like make some side money. I was like, let me do Uber. Let me figure it out. Like, what what I need to do to make a little extra money. And so, um, over the course of time that I've been doing my podcast, as I was making investments into coaches. So my first real investment was into the podcast retreat that I went on for Tatum Tamia, who did the um, Find Your Voice Academy retreat. And I remember during that time, that was the time I also was um, trying to figure out how I was going to pay for it. Just like, what am I going to do to do this? So that was when I was selling my journal. I remember I also was like cleaning houses and finding a way to like make extra money on the side. And it was the motivation for it was really kind of centered around I want to quit my job, but I didn't have the financial income consistently to do that. And I also say that because I know y'all have heard me talk about, you know, the season where I was like, God, I want to quit this job because it just doesn't serve me and where I want to do it. And I talk about how God had to really strip me of a lot of stuff character wise to be at the place I'm at now. And I'm very thankful for those hard seasons of being content and being waiting on him and really sitting in the process because owning a business is amazing. It brings a lot of reward. You physically can see the reward when you, when somebody buys something, but it takes a lot of work. Like it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of, um, patience and in the process, really being okay with going through it. And so I know y'all talk, y'all hear, you know, the people talk about, um, on the entrepreneur, um, series, like just their process, but it's, it's, it's draining and it's ghetto. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's a term of endearment for me when I call something ghetto, but I say that to say like, you have to give yourself time to be in that process. And so for me, I really, really needed someone. I knew that because my one thing was podcasting. So if your one thing is blogging, blog consistently for six months. Do it every week. Grow an email list. Um, You know, go live on Instagram. Um, Go live on Facebook. Post consistently. Like find your one niche area and just do it consistently. So for me, that was podcasting. And I knew how to podcast, but I didn't know how to podcast in a way that was strategic. Podcasting has a lot to do with strategy, especially if you're trying to monetize from your podcast, because many times people say monetize your podcast. That doesn't mean from ads, you can monetize on your podcast in other ways um, that aren't related to ads. And so that was something that attracted me to wanting to invest in Tatum's uh, retreat. 
And so I was like, I got to figure it out. So I cleaned houses. I sold some things here and there. I was just like, I got to figure out how to pay for this plane ticket, this hotel, this retreat. Like I was like, I'm going to figure it out. And that was my first taste of investing in a coach. And just to give a brief overview of that, investing in somebody to teach you something you never really realize how much of a return you get on your investment by doing so. Yes, you can Google. And yes, Google is your friend when it comes to doing things. But there is something about investing in a coach. And I and I say invest in wisdom. I'm not going to say go spend all your money on somebody that's like, you know, not going to teach you something like follow the person for a while watch them share what they do, watch them share their testimonials, um, watch them share consistently their expertise before you just invest, especially when it comes to you investing over, you know, three or $400 um, into something because you don't want to just be throwing your money out here for no reason. That's why when I've done my challenge or I've done my masterclass, I'm giving you testimonials of how people have been changed or transformed by something because I don't want you to invest in something you don't feel confident in. And so I, before I invested in Tatum, that was what attracted me to her. Like I really wanted to learn strategically from someone who has been, who has some skin in the game and doing that. And so after making that investment, I reinvested again into her coaching program, which was like another, I spent some money y'all. So it was like over, I want to say it was like $1,600 to I think go to the retreat and then like another four figures to invest in the coaching. But I've gotten a ton of return on my investment in ways I can't even describe. I've gained friendships, I've gained relationships, um, but also to the understanding of podcasting in general has been beyond what I can express. I'll call Tatum the podcast godfather. She'd be laughing at me, but like seriously. And so um, from there, I really understood how I can position myself as an entrepreneur in the podcasting space. But understanding social media was something I didn't know. Um, And so with my entrepreneur journey, because I watched my parents kind of grow in their business, they also didn't rely on God the way that they should have throughout their process. That was very important to me. And so one of the things that I know that I had asked a lot of the people on the podcast about was how they practically dedicate their business to God. And for me, it was always maintaining one, my relationship with God, but always asking God and being very, very particular about questions I had about my business. I know that I talk to y'all a lot about relationship with God, and I'm going to do some episodes upcoming about what I've experienced recently as it relates to working through worthiness and perfectionism and shame. And a lot of me, like, you know, when I'm in a tough season, not really wanting to address a lot of stuff with God, like I'm going to talk about that. But my personal relationship with God always mattered more to me than my business. And to me, I think that that helped me be able to be more vulnerable with God when it came to questions I had about my business. And the way that God did me, well, I'm not going to say he did, he do everybody else like that. 
was God was very, very, very transparent with me about what I needed to do for my business. So at the top of 2020, um, I asked God, what are we doing? Like, what am I doing in this business? I had left the retreat, came back home, and there were a lot of things he showed me that I needed to do within my business when it came to a lot of stuff. Um, But one of the things he told me at the top of the year was get your business um, systems in order. And I did not know what that meant. Um, He was just like, spend the first quarter getting your business systems in order. And so I know y'all are hearing that and it's like, why would God say that? But to give you background on God's person, I don't say personality, but just like him being a CEO, God cares about every part of you. He cares about every part of your growth and he cares about every part of your um, relationship with him. I know there's a lot of people that say, well, God doesn't talk to me that way or God doesn't show me those things and God doesn't um, say things like that to me. And we have to get out of the place of doubting that God doesn't want to say those things and more so focus on him really wanting to share. Like he wants to share with us um, and getting very focused on our personal relationship with him, like asking him, what is my character look like in this business? What things do I need to focus on? God was very big with me about integrity. Um, He was very big with me about contentment. Y'all heard me talk about this patience and being very, very consistent with stuff that when it got to a place where I was like asking him, what do I need to do and having business meetings with him? um, He was like, keep, do you work through your business structure and your business systems? I'm sorry. And so what that looked like was Rosalind is currently having her personal account and her business account commingling. Like I have a business account, but none of my money I make from my business goes into that account. It goes into my personal account. So I'm like swiping my card and my personal account with business money in it. All of my funds for my business come out of my personal account. So one of the things God was talking to me through um, when I was sit down with him was, Separate your money. All of your business money should be going into one account. All of your subscriptions. So like the subscriptions to Canva or my email or my website or the monthly subscriptions that come out for um, this or that need to all come out of your business account. That was something basic. I didn't even know. That was just something Holy Spirit showed me. Um, But those are also things you could learn from a coach um, or someone that's in that realm to teach you. But God showed me that. And he was like, get a formalized email, set up your website, go ahead and get your LLC. So he was talking to me about in the first quarter of the year, all of my business systems um, and making sure those things were in order. Halfway through the year, he was like, you need to get a bookkeeping system. I didn't even know what that was. But like QuickBooks or GoDaddy bookkeeping. And that was a way when I saw my transactions come through, I was able to categorize them so that when I had to pay taxes, everything was already set up. Um, Currently, I have a bookkeeper, so I don't have to do that anymore. But these are basic things in business. God basically was like giving me the hard knots of business. And these were things I didn't know I had to do. But because I was in such a place of like surrendering to God for one, 
But two, I was willing to obey these things. Sometimes we can be so quick to want to chase the dollar that we don't even set up and prepare for the influx. So when this year happened and I was making four figures, three figures, four figures in my months, $300 a month, $500 a month, $700 a month to in one month I made $3,000 in my business, I would not have had that prepared if I had not been obedient in the beginning. And so what God was really doing was showing me that you have to be prepared for the things that I want to give to you. And so you need to be obedient now. And so if I hadn't taken the time to do that, but been so focused on let's go get this money, you know, I was still like that in the beginning, but more so than anything, I was like, I need to be obedient to set up these systems. God trusted me enough to be able to know that I had my system set up so that when the influx came, I knew what to do. And so I practically dedicated to him by asking him those questions. Um, I have business meetings with him. I asked him, I made a whole template for myself that um, if you're interested in me sharing that, um, please let me know. I, I don't mind sharing it. I just don't know if y'all want that, but just let me know. Um because that's the God I use to ask God those questions and get a lot of clarity from him on that. Um, another thing I do, again, is because I practically, I, I, again, I give my personal relationship to him. I honor him with that. But also, too, I ask God, what do I need to launch? A lot of what God did with me this year, which was very surprising, was that when I was in a launch phase for something so like, I think I did my time with God challenge in April or something. And I was asking him, okay, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And God said, what do you want to do? And I was like, Lord, I don't know. I want you to tell me. And what God told me was you can make a decision. That was a very, very big um, process for me to understand. And there's a reason why. And I'm going to say to this. We hold out on doing stuff out of fear. We don't start stuff out of fear of what somebody's going to say, fear of what somebody's going to think, fear that our story is not good enough or nobody's going to want to hear it, that we don't even try. Like he was showing me, you don't even try. And because of that, you be waiting on me to tell you exactly step by step what you need to do, which is fine. But there's some stuff rising you can make a decision on. I've given you the power and the wisdom to make a decision. And there are a lot of things I go to God about. But that was something I think for me, and I can't say for everybody else, for me, he showed me, you don't have to always be so boxed in or squared off about making a decision in your business because in business you have to be very decisive and we try to overthink what this post is going to look like what this content is going to look like what is this what should I share I don't know if I should share that my audience is going to be confused who am I talking to this 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 and we get no like nowhere from procrastinating on trying And so that for me closed the door of fear of launching something or sharing something or trying something because what it did for me was it it made me realize you're with me regardless. And in business, when you honor God, 
and you give him space, he will open doors for you. And the more I just tried, the more I saw his hand over me in a lot of ways. Um, there was a situation where one of my good friends, she was talking to me and she said, you know, Rosalind, don't be afraid to be an infant in your business. And she said that as a means of like, an infant is going to touch everything. They're going to try everything, they're going to play with everything. And sometimes you won't know what you like and don't like until you try it. We, you won't know. And this is why I said, y'all, don't be afraid to find the one thing and just do it well, because you won't know what you like and don't like. I didn't really know I could do time management coaching until I tried it. Like I started that in February of this year and it went all the way until October of this year. I didn't know that that was something I was that I liked. I didn't even know coaching was something that I could do. It was just something I tried. And as I tried doing it and I saw people were getting results, I fine-tuned it in general. Now, that was something I still kept on the low. I didn't forecast it really to anybody until the summertime because I wasn't confident fully. But the people that did it with me were like, this is great. This is good. This is good. So when I actually had customers that paid me, you know, three figures to work with them, uh, three figures is like, I think I charged somebody at the most $500 to work with me for a period of time. Um, they saw results. And so it, 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 you don't know until you try. You literally don't know. You are an expert at something. There's something you know or something you're going through that people need to hear about and share. Even if you don't make money off top, you can still share it and then learn how to monetize it. Um, And that's why I talk about investing in coaching. And then the second person I invested in was Jasmine Chanel. Y'all heard Jasmine. And what I loved about Jasmine's program was that Jasmine is super hands-on with us, but also her program really outlined the process of social media content, which was something that I was good at, but didn't know. I know how to engage with y'all. I love talking to you all. Like you don't realize how much your emails, your DMs, your comments, your messages mean to me. I really try to respond to everyone that sends me something because I genuinely love to talk to y'all. I could do that, but I also didn't understand what that meant or how that translated in content. And so when it came to my business... Again, it was just me trying. Like I just tell y'all all the time, like when I started my podcast, I had 400 followers. I didn't have a large following. It wasn't like the, I think I have like 2000 followers now. I didn't have that. I didn't have that at all. I didn't have all these people. There wasn't like a, a um, the high numbers that I'm experiencing now, it wasn't like that. And so I I don't want you to discount your starting place as like the only place. I don't want you to feel like because you have an idea that it's not good enough or you're not worthy to share it. Your story matters and your story means something on and off social media. Even if your business is something that doesn't require you to be on social media, that's still something. And so with a lot of the women that um were that I shared on the on the series, many of them literally started from nothing. They didn't start having a huge following. It was something that grew over time. And you can't discount that process because you have to also understand 
that God is refining your character in that process. And the people that you see, that you admire, take take from them, not copy them, but take that inspiration and utilize it. Take the inspiration and use it for something else. Like I have people all the time who tell me, you know, we're watching you sis, this, this, this. And I tell them like, do it. Like these are things that you can do. These are things that you can take and and use for yourself. And so for me, it was just more about, you know, making sure that I did it for me, for, especially for this year. Um, I also say like, if you're side hustling, keep your job. Like just, you know what I'm saying, sis? Just keep the job. Until, until God tells you to go or until like something happens and you are like forced into entrepreneurship. But keep your job. And I say that with a lot of wisdom because we jump out of stuff so fast. Um, I was like, y'all, I say all the time, I don't know how I lasted in my job for years because every year I wanted to quit. Like I wanted to leave. I wanted to just be like, can y'all just go ahead and just let me go? But, or I don't want to say let me go. Like I wanted to leave, but I say that because we get so antsy in our jobs. Like, oh, if I just left my job, I would be such an amazing entrepreneur. But again, having a business is work. And it's a lot of planning. And so you want to use the time you have your bread and butter to formulate your plan. What time do you need to dedicate to your business? I work a lot on my business. Um, Not more so now since I'm kind of winding down with my pregnancy. But I dedicate time to it consistently on top of my nine to five. And it's hard. But the short sacrifice of that is... I've seen it grow, Um, especially during COVID, especially during this pandemic. It has been such a blessing to be able to do, but it's allowed me to be able to still get the income I need and plan for myself. And so get that around, like get that in your head. Like it's nothing wrong with side hustling until you're able to leave. Be okay with having business friends that you can ask questions to. And don't be afraid to reach out and ask questions. People will really, really help you um, if you need it. And be okay with making investments into things if you need it. Um, and, and know that it's not a bad thing. Um, and in ways where like therapy has helped me as an entrepreneur, therapy helped me a lot with understanding rejection because in business, you're going to get no's, you're going to get people, you may put something out there and nobody buy it, or you may put something out there and have a goal of 10 people getting it and only two buy it. That rejection can make you feel like I'm not doing enough, but it's also a way for you to kind of re-strategize and use it as a way to say, Nobody is rejecting me. I'm just having, I just got to put a little bit more work or change up my way of doing things or find a way to make this better. And don't be afraid to ask that. Ask feedback. I get a, I ask my friends all the time for feedback. I'm like, what could make this better? When I, when I invested in my coach, I'm like, how can I make people, how can I get people to see this? Like, what can I do more of? And to also help with understanding, like, you're going to have slow months and you're going to have good months. And knowing that to be a thing is very, very important. Also, therapy helps me with my view of success. Um, 
I didn't really realize that my view of success had a lot to do with comfortability, but also to my view of success was was filled with trauma because of the things that I had watched my parents go through. So because of that, my view of success was very all over the place. I know that there was a time where I didn't want a lot of attention from people, but I wanted to help people, which that's a contradiction within itself. Let me, let me just say, but I think I used the attention as a false humility as a means of, oh, no, I don't want people to see me because I don't want people to know me. And that's just too much attention on me. And what I realized was like, it was very much so false humility in the sense of why would I not share what I've been given to help people? And we, again, putting myself in the place of being in the middle of it instead of like, this ain't about me. This is just really me sharing with people, but also too, the lens in which I looked at success was tainted in a lot of, if I have attention, I'm going to mess up. People are going to see me and I'm going to mess up. And when I really focused on, again, when God said, you can make a decision just trying, it took out the desire to really just want to be seen by people and really wanted to help people. Um, Also, I had to really, like, girl, this was something I was working on for real, really view the worthiness of God and blessing me in my business. And I may need to do a whole podcast on that because I had so much doubt in God in my business. I doubted God so much because I just felt like this was something I had to do. So it was within my power to do so. And because it was within my power, I never gave God the my trust that he would open doors. I always thought if I do this, I got to figure it out. I got to do this. That when I would have business meetings with him, he would tell me things and it would just be a one day at a time situation. Whereas I'm looking at the full vision, if that makes sense. And I didn't trust God with the full vision. I just trusted him with limited things. And because of that, I just would worry so much. I remember when I was launching stuff this summer. I was just like, God, I want this amount of people. And I would worry so much on the front end. The whole week I would be in a launch, just worried, worried, worried. I'm not going to meet my number. This is this. And when God would allow like the blessing of the people to come, I would be so overwhelmed at the end of the week by his love. But it's like I could have just rested in trusting him with what I needed because I was so caught up in what I was doing. What can I do to make people do this? What can I do to make people do that? And it was just like, share what you know and chill. Like, don't feel like it's on you. Because a lot of them, I have a friend that'll tell me all the time, girl, that's God's business. It's not your business. And we get so consumed by the reaction of other people that we just really don't rest in the Father And I had to really work on in therapy being worthy of God blessing me with a business and knowing that he would take care of me. He loves me. He desires my heart. So why would he not want to take care of me? And so that was something I really had to work through. Another thing I had to work through in counseling as it relates to business was looking at mistakes. Like, I always said myself and and really had to work on perfectionism as a thing, but trying to not 
overwhelm myself with, I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to make a mistake. Again, business is challenging. You're going to have months where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I still still have months where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And so I'm like, I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to make a mistake. And I had to really reframe the word mistake to learning curve. And again, have faith in my father. Like there were times where I was like, I need to find someone to help me understand social media so bad that when I finally hired my coach and she broke it down, it was so helpful to me because what it made me think was, it's not that I'm making the mistake in not growing my social media or I'm making the mistake of nobody is not liking my stuff. What I was missing was strategy. I was missing the process. I was missing what are the practical steps to make content engaging. Another example, um, podcasting. We blame ourselves for why things don't happen um, and we don't really understand that there's strategy with a lot of stuff. And I say strategy is like there's there's a process with making things work. And so I was always consumed with, I'm going to make a mistake or it's not going to do this. And I would blame myself and stop. And what God was showing me was like, these are learning curves. You had to kind of work through this to get to this roadblock to say, okay, I need something more that's going to take where I'm at currently and make it elevate. And you don't know that until you do something. And so we blame ourselves and we call it a mistake or we call it, I'm not progressing. And really it's a learning curve. You don't know these things until you do them. You don't know that I I didn't know at the beginning of the year I was co-mingling my funds until God showed me, have your stuff be separated. That was a learning process for me. Then when it got to a point where I was actually making money in my business, that I needed somebody to come behind me and bookkeep. I'm a bookkeeper now who goes behind me and tracks all of my transactions in my account because I'm at a point where I can't manage the money that I'm um, bringing in because it's so much. And it's, it's another, it's another set of time that I have to dedicate to do that. I'm hiring somebody out to do this. And what that does is it takes time off my plate that I could dedicate to something else. And again, that's a learning curve. That's not a mistake. It's, it's, I need to elevate as things elevate. And so that was another thing I learned. And then lastly, I really had to understand the difference between, this was a huge one, risk and chance. I really struggled with risk. Like, oh my God, that's such a huge risk. Oh my God, if I charge this for a class, it's a risk. And what my therapist really showed me was the power of chance. She was like, what's a, what's the chance you charge this amount of money and somebody pays for it? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't think about that. And she's like, just give it a chance. And what that did for me was free me from the danger word of risk. And it gave me the freedom to say, what are the chances that I could make $3,000 in a month? What are the chances of that actually happen? What do I need to do? What number do I need to set as a motivator for me to be able to do so? And so all these things I say to say, I'm two years in the game doing this. You may just be starting. We're looking at somebody's level 10 and comparing it to our level two. I used to do that all the time. Compare my level seven 
to somebody's level 25 and say, I'm behind, I'm not there with them, I'm not there. You don't know until you start. And so I think that we have to get out of the mindset of feeling like we're behind and just starting. Just start, y'all. There are things that you have inside of you that people are waiting to experience. Even if right now you're doing things for free, that's fine. I did a lot of stuff for free in the beginning. You can still do and make impact as you go and you'll learn what to do. And so now as an entrepreneur, I am in the process of working on creating plans to quit my job eventually. But I say that as a means of like, I've really worked hard on creating the systems and it takes time. It took a year for this to come about. It took a year for me to understand what it means to delegate and be engaged in my audience. You don't know until you try and it takes time to learn. So don't discount your small beginning as a means of like, it will never happen because it will when you stay consistent. And don't fear. Fear is all based in assumption. You assume something's going to happen. And really, the biggest thing is like, if you just start and stay consistent with it, you have no idea what would happen. Um, And so that's a little bit about my business journey. Um, It's still ever evolving. It's still coming along. And it's always going to be growing because I'm growing. And I think what I have come to understand is that the more that I do and give to God, the more he blows my mind with what I think might have been success as his means of success. And it's so much more amazing when it's his way. And so if you don't take anything else from this series, dedicate your business to God and practically give it to him every day um, as a means to learn and grow. And you will definitely see, you know, growth and change as you as you evolve in business, especially if it's someone is something you really want to do. So that's all I have for this week, y'all. Stay tuned for next week. I'll be doing another episode by myself, but I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please send me feedback, comment to me on Instagram, how this episode was helpful to you, or send me an email. I'll have all the information for you in the show notes, and I love you all, and I'll talk to you soon. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.